A nice sassy arrangement of Jealousy by uh, Matthew Naughton, featuring Anna Kiko Myers, who joins us now from the studios of KMFA in Austin. Anne, what are you doing in Texas? <laughs> I live here. You do? <laughs> yeah, I live here. I've been here for six years. I had my two daughters here, and it's it's a great place to live. Austin is a great town, no question yeah. about it. And you have your two violins there, too, yes? Actually, I have I exclusively play on V, uh, the Vuitton now. Ah, well, it's a fine, as we just heard, a fine instrument. Uh, I should mention accompanying you was the London Symphony Orchestra with Keith Lockhart. He's kind of fun to work with, huh? He is super, super amazing artist and musician. We had such limited time as recordings always go, and there was a lot to manage on this album of seventy-three minutes. And he was just a joy uh, to work with, an absolute joy. The last time we spoke, uh, it was with you and Mason Bates. You had done an American album with Barber and uh, Corleano and, and a piece by Bates. That was your 30th album. Now for 31, how did you decide to do a love album? How did, how did the, the idea come about? It was really born for my love of Leonard Bernstein's Serenade and also to celebrate what's going to be his 100th birthday pretty soon. I wanted to spotlight the serenade as a total discussion between seven Greek philosophers about all the dimensions of love and their praise for the god of love, Eros. This fascinated me, and I've performed the, the serenade for a good 20 years now. And the opportunity came to finally record it. And I was so excited about that. But I also wanted to delve deeper into the whole theme of love by showcasing seven arrangers, just like there were seven philosophers, um, to arrange 10 love songs, 10 songs from the American songbook and from classic movies that we all love and cherish. So these are, uh, although some of the music certainly would be familiar, uh, these were new arrangements. Is is that one of the reasons why uh, the recording session was uh, challenging? They were all world premieres, and anything new, it takes time, and deadlines kind of come and go, and reworking of phrases, and we were just able to get a couple of the arrangements right on the recording day, like faxed to the orchestra. <laughs> You know, it, it's a really big undertaking uh, to work with um, so many creative, multi-talented uh, composer, conductor, arrangers on an album of this magnitude. You know, it was really important to everybody that their arrangements were the way that they wanted them to be. So composers being perfectionists, <laughs> it, it was really exciting, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a connection with your parents. Yes, my parents have just celebrated their 50th wedding wow. anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. It seems like a century. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I thought, what better way than to to give my gratitude and my thanks for their incredible union over so many decades by sharing this music that my father grew up with and was so an important part of his childhood. Well, and his adulthood, too, I, I imagine. Yeah. He was, a, he was a, a musician. Yeah. <laughs> My mother would 
beg to differ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He does love to play clarinet, jazz clarinet, and um, he plays in numerous nursing homes now. And um, this music of like Laura, someone to watch over me, the classics, you know, I'll be seeing you is music that I've heard just amazing stories where patients that are practically comatose and just, you know, can't move, suddenly hear this music and so many memories are just unleashed Mm. from their childhood. And they are trying to dance and smile and the effect is just so stunning. It's stunning. Well, certainly a lot of those old movie themes have uh, a lot of wonderfully romantic and nostalgic. uh, uh, Yes. Speaking of which, there's one here that has a a connection with Anna Kiko Myers. Cinema Paradiso ended up on the album. Yeah, yes, it did end up on the album. Um, Not only is it just a rapturous melody, but this love theme written by Ennio and Andrea Morricone, father and son, it comes from the movie Cinema Paradiso, and it was one of the first gifts that I gave my then boyfriend, now husband, as a Christmas gift. I gave that movie to him, and I was completely under the weather, sick as a dog in St. Louis at the time at my parents' house, and we we played that during the holidays, and and voila, you know. Love was in the air.
the love theme from Cinema Paradiso, played for us by Anne Akiko Myers on the violin with the London Symphony Orchestra and Keith Lockhart conducting. That bring back memories of you sitting on the couch with your sweetie? <laughs> it does. <laughs> Definitely. The new album is on the E1 label, and it's called Serenade, the love album. Uh, now, Serenade refers to a piece that we were talking about earlier by Leonard Bernstein. The closest thing he came to writing a violin concerto. It is a violin concerto. It's really one of the most underplayed, undervalued pieces of music. And in my opinion, I, I think his strongest work. There's just so many interesting qualities to it. It has an incredibly arresting opening of any violin concerto and that the violin is just pretty much buck naked. <laughs> it's just solo acapella playing this opening dialogue. And then the, the orchestra comes in kind of like as a collective tsunami. And I play this high, high, stratospherically high A note. And then the party begins. And all the, the d dimensions of love are explored in the following movements. There's something... Also, uh, I find in the way Bernstein writes that I, I can't put my finger on it. You could probably do a much better job of it. But they're, they're, some of the harmonies sound so uh, Bernsteinian, you know, and, and the rhythms. <laughs> totally. I mean, you hear like a few notes and, and you figure, well, that has to be Lenny. No? <laughs> exactly. I think you're really referring to the fifth movement. The f and it's just has this charming swagger that only is such a hallmark of Leonard Bernstein's writing. It just has a jazzy um, appeal to it as well. And the ending is, you know, this bombastic, really exciting, dynamic, run to the end marathon, you know, finish. Um, and um, the fourth movement yet, the Agathon, has really great moments of lyricism and uh, tenderness and um, just a, a quest of what is love really about in this um, kind of this cadenza that I play um, where it's it's very um, I wouldn't say tragic but um, very conflicted mm. and um the third movement is also just, it's like you have to just jump off, leap off a cliff and hope for the best. You know, it's like the last movement of the Barber Violin Concerto. It's this constant rhythmic interplay between violin and orchestra. And um, it's rhythmically very, very challenging. Um, yeah. I think as Bernstein's centennial approaches, maybe uh, we're, we're getting a, a bigger appreciation of things he wrote besides West Side Story and uh, some of the other things. Mm -hmm. and, and this is a, a wonderful example of it. We're, we're going to hear Bernstein's serenade in just a moment, but before we let you go, uh, I just wanted to thank you, Anna Kiko Myers, not only for your music, but for your support of public broadcasting and this station. I, we very much appreciate your uh, direct support, both musically and, and as, as a member. We thank you. <laughs> 